0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org I want you to open your Bibles real quickly to uh, Matthew and uh, I want to preach from Matthew eight and verse uh, verse twenty three If you're visiting, um, we want you to feel our welcome downstairs at the end of the service we've got a connection lounge. We'd love to uh, meet with you there and say hey and chat to you. And if, if uh, maybe you're not visiting, but you, you want to get better connected in the church, talk to the team down there about how you can get uh, more involved in what's going on in the church. There's so many different opportunities for people to get involved. But in Matthew 8, verse 23, um, I want to read it says, Now, speaking of Jesus, now when he got into a boat, the disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest or a great storm arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? Are you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the man marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? It's a great story and and, uh, it's a familiar story. The disciples are in a boat. They're freaking out. They They were fishermen. And typically they knew what they were doing on the water. But whatever was going on in this storm, this storm was so great that it caused them to be fearful. Jesus is offering no comfort whatsoever. He doesn't care about the storm at all. He's down in the bottom asleep. If you're freaking out in the storm, that's just going to make you mad. You're up there freaking out. Don't you hate it when you're freaking out? And sometimes you want someone to just freak out with you. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Jesus refused to freak out with them. He's asleep. He's at such peace. He doesn't even know that a storm's going on. Jesus In fact, when Jesus gets up, Jesus is so unaffected, completely unaffected by what is going on. So much so that he's asleep and he gets up. And I mean, I dare say the only reason Jesus calmed the storm, he didn't calm the storm for his sake because the storm was not bothering him. He was asleep, but he calmed the storm for the sake of the disciples because they were the ones freaking out. I want to talk just for a few moments on the peace of God this morning. The peace of God. I believe that it's one of the most powerful things that we have. And one of the most powerful weapons that we have in our arsenal as Christians. And that's the peace of God. When you know what it is to walk and to carry the peace of God upon your life. There is such a covering. There is such a power for us to walk in, and is the peace of God. The Bible talks a lot about the peace of God. Of the 21 epistles, 17 of them begin by declaring God's peace. Whenever Paul would write a letter to a particular church, whether it was to encourage them or bring direction, he would begin first by declaring the peace of God over them. I heard this story that I thought was cool. It says a little blind girl was sitting on the lap of her father in a crowded compartment of a train. A friend seated nearby said to the father, let me give you a rest. And he reached over and took the little girl on his lap. A few moments later, the father said, said to her, do you know who's holding you? No, she replied, but you do. Spurgeon described peace as being a deep, that being the deep tranquility of a soul resting on God. Psalm 34 verse 14, it tells us that we are to seek peace and to pursue it. It's powerful when you know what it is to carry the peace of God. In fact, Jesus said to the disciples in John 14 verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. then he goes on further and he says, my peace, my peace, I leave with you. Do you know that you actually have the peace of God? I know you might not feel like it sometimes. I know you may not often be walking in it, but regardless of what you feel, you actually have the peace of God because Jesus gave it to us. If you have Jesus Christ alive and living in your heart, then you are a carrier of the peace of God. Sometimes what happens is though we are not completely aware of what we're carrying, therefore we're not walking in it. Have you ever lost something? You ever been at home and you've lost something? I have a tendency to lose like my phone or, or car keys or, or, or you know, sunglasses, something like that. And I will go frantic throughout the house trying to find, I mean, turn the house upside down, trying to find what it is that I've lost. Does anyone watch Apple TV? You know, Apple, do anyone have Apple TV? The smallest remote on the face of the planet. You know, those old school remotes. It's like a brick. You can't lose that thing. Apple TV remote. I lose it all the time. Other people, not me, because I'm saved and sanctified, but other people would get angry at their spouse. Trying to find, what did you do? What did you do with the remote? I'll lose my car keys. You know what? One of the worst things to hear on the face of the planet when you're trying to find something is when somebody comes up to you with absolute sincerity and says, where did you last leave it? That's when you want to slap somebody. If I knew where I last left it, I would go there and find it. You ever lost your car keys? And somebody will come up to you and say, what do they look like? They're car keys, bro. If you find something that looks similar to car keys, you know what? Let me know that could be them. I remember I've been... I've lost my sunglasses before, but the problem is, is sometimes when I'm not using my sunglasses, I won't take them off. I'll put them on top of my head. I'll go throughout the house. I'm mad. I'm searching rooms. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm looking in the car. I'm going through every room and my wife will come in and she'll say, what's the matter? I can't find my sunglasses. And she'll say, Ben, they're on your head. See, sometimes what happens is we can go around frantic from one situation to the next, not realizing that the thing we need, we're carrying. We go from one challenge to the next challenge. We go from one work situation to craziness at home to dealing with this, to dealing with that. We're stressed out, we're stressed out, we're, we're freaking out, we're full of anxiety. We don't know what to do. We're, 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 we're freaking out the whole time not knowing that the very thing we need we're already carrying. You need the peace of God. You need to know what it is to release. The peace of God into every circumstance that you step into. The Bible says that the peace of God is without understanding. It bypasses understanding. That means the peace of God. It doesn't make sense. How do you know when you've stepped into the peace of God? When you start having a peace in situations that you should not have peace in. That's when you know that you've stepped from the peace of man into the peace of God. When your situation, you should not be having peace. The peace of God will cause you to just, you'll start cruising. This is what Jesus was doing. Listen, this this was so irresponsible of Jesus. He's offering no help. He's offering no comfort. He's not lifting his weight. He's not pitching in. They're in the middle of a storm. They're about to drown. He's not confined. I mean, you would think he'll be up there encouraging them. Hey, guys, listen, it's okay. Come on, we're going to be all right. Let's let's pull together. We're going to get through this. This dude's doing that. He's asleep. Giving them nothing. I want to tell you, when you start to operate, In the peace of God, situations that should be pulling you down are not even touching you. When you know what it is to walk in the peace of God, the Bible says that Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, He said, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Think about that term, peacemaker. A peacemaker is is someone that is manufacturing peace constantly it doesn't say blessed are the peace collectors a peace collector would be someone that goes from one peaceful situation to try and feel peace in there and then another peaceful situation to try and get a bit of peace there and can I get a bit of peace here and get a bit of peace there no Blessed are the peacemakers. A peacemaker is someone that can go from one hellish situation to the next. And because you're producing peace in your life and the peace of God, you release that peace into that situation. To carry to carry the peace of God. And I want to give you three quick things. The first thing about the peace of God is that the peace of God is positional. I want to explain this for you real quickly. The peace of God actually helps to position us to where God wants us to be when He wants us to be there. The peace of God is that assurance that you are where God has called you to be doing what He's called you to do. Whenever you're going to make a big decision, you need to pray, Lord, give me your peace. In this decision right now, you might be facing something that doesn't make sense. You might be a businessman and God is telling you, you need to make this deal. And in the natural, it doesn't make sense. In the natural, the odds are against you, but you've just got the peace of God. That is the peace of God positioning you to where God wants you to be when He wants you there. If you're a single person and you're praying about who it is that that you that God wants you to marry, you need to pray and say, God, give me the peace of God. There's too many people that they're in relationships trying to force something to happen because their friends say, well, it works and you guys work together and you look cute together and You don't need, listen, cute's not going to float when you're going through hell as a married person. You need to be someone that knows what it is to be in the will of God, sensing the peace of God upon your life. It might look nice on Instagram for a moment, but when you go face hell as a married couple, come on, if you're selfish and a hashtag is not going to get you by. You got to know what it is to say. You know what? I know God put us together. I know God pulled this thing together. I know it was the peace of God that I felt in my heart. I know I did what God called me to do, and that'll give you that'll help you give you the strength to stand when you face difficult times. The peace of God it positions you. The Bible talks about a story. I love the story in 2 Chronicles chapter twenty. It talks of the story of Jehoshaphat when Jehoshaphat was facing. Difficulties and the Bible says that the army Ammonites came against him in in chapter 20, verse 2. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria. Goes on to speak, and in verse 3 says, Jehoshaphat feared and said, He set himself to seek the Lord. He was facing challenges and he's facing, and the story goes on. I'm skipping through it, but he's facing, he's in this place of difficulty, he's in this place of, of freaking out. But look at what the word of God says. In verse 17, the word of God comes through the prophet and says, You will not need to fight this battle, but position yourself stand still and see the salvation of the lord who is with you the peace of god helps to position us to where god needs us to be the peace of god will position you to that place to be able to hear the voice of god it's difficult to hear the voice of god when you're surrounding yourself with fear when you've got fear filling your heart you ever been in a difficult situation and you need god to speak to you And you're freaking out. You're like, God, I need a word. God, I need you to speak to me. God, I need you. And there's a striving. There's an anxiety. There's a fear. And you cannot hear the voice of God. That's where you need the peace of God. And God's peace will come. Lift the weight of that fear and anxiety so you can tune in to hear the voice of God. And God, what is He saying? It's the peace of God that positions us to where He wants us to be. The peace of God can help position you as well around the right people that God wants you connected to. There are some people in your life that God does not want you connected to because there's no peace there. There's turmoil there. You ever get around a dram- dramatic person? I can't handle drama. But some people in your life, they just constantly bring drama Into your world. Some people that they constantly are bringing gossip and bickering and drama into your world, and there's no peace. The Bible says this it says that we need to be, if possible, Romans 12, verse 18, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with man. Which means that sometimes some people, it's actually not possible to be at peace with them. You need to send peace their way, but let them go their way. And you've got to create some space because you've got to guard the peace of God in your life. Some people will rob you of your peace. Some people will, they, they will pull that piece away from you and you get around them and you start feeling anxious and fearful and worried about this and stressed over this. That's where you've got to recognize and say, you know what? This is not, this is not a good connection for me. There's a story in Genesis where Abram went through this with Lot. And the Bible says that Abram and Lot, they they had they were blessed. They had some town in Genesis 13 in the land of Canaan. And the Bible says that that Lot's, people, the the people that worked for Lot and Abram's people, they started bickering, the Bible says. There was no peace there. And Abram ended up saying to Lot, listen, we need to, we need to separate. You need to go that way with your people and I need to stay here. There's got to be a peace. I've got to have a peace in my home. There are certain connections, people that are connected to your family or couples that you're connected to that create drama in your life. You've got to guard and protect yourself and protect the peace of God in your life and harbour that peace in your life and in your situation. Don't allow people to to come into your world that are going to steal the peace of God. It's positional. The peace of God will help to position you around the right people. The second thing that the peace of God will do. You still with me? The second thing the peace of God will do is his peace is protecting. Peace of God will protect you. The Peace of God will guard you. That's what was happening in this scenario. Jesus was completely protected. Sometimes what we have is we go through scenarios and and you know, yes, at times the devil will, will attack our lives, and sometimes things will come across our path that are that are demonic, that it's an attack from the enemy. But I've found that for, for the most part, the thing challenges that we go through, they're not demonic attacks, it's just life. Sometimes it's just difficult circumstances that you just got to walk through. Sometimes it's not necessarily a demonic attack coming against you. Sometimes it's just a life situation. It's just doing life with people, whether you're, you're, you're married and you're just going through. It. It's, it's just life. You're bringing two lives together. Sometimes you just walk through challenges, family situations, work situations. But when you understand what you carry as a carrier of the peace of God upon your life, it will protect you as you walk through that difficult situation. It will guard you. It will, st- it will, it will not allow that difficult situation to get in your heart and steal your faith and steal your peace the story of Daniel in the lion's den, a great example of someone that knew what it was to carry the peace of God. Daniel got set up. Understand this, Daniel had favour with the king. Bible said he had incredible favour and he, this dude got set up. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. Daniel had done nothing wrong. He was, he was favoured by the king. He got set up and as a result of that was sentenced to the lion's den. But the astonishing thing about that story is not once throughout the whole story of Daniel do we hear anything about Daniel pleading his case with the king. He could have gone to the king and said, listen, I mean, these guys, these guys snaked me. This is not fair. Come on with me. I'm being hard done by. I mean, if I was Daniel, I'll be putting up a fight. Daniel, all the way through, you would think if you looked at that story and you'd never read it before. That's the type of story where you're waiting for Daniel to step up and overcome the enemy. You're waiting for Daniel to escape before he gets thrown into the lion's den. But Daniel walks through that situation all the way to when he gets thrown into the pit with the lions but still carried the peace of God upon him, still kept his integrity, still didn't step out, didn't have to plead his case because he understood that if he carries the peace of God, then God will fight the battle for him. It's something powerful when you know what it is to carry and release the peace of God in your life and in your situation. It's difficult times that we're going to face and as we go through life. and, And it's just for the most part, most of the time, there are times when we face those challenges. But for the most part, it's just life. Colossians 3 verse 15, it says, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The peace of God rule in your hearts. The word rule, it means to govern or to oversee. When the peace of God is ruling, if the peace of God is ruling in my heart, the peace of God determines what's going to remain in my heart and what needs to leave. The peace of, it'll be the peace of God that will say there's not room for fear in here. You need to get out. It'll be the peace of God in your heart that would say anxiety, you need to go. You don't have to be here, worry. You don't have to be here, stress. You don't have to be here, concern. You've got to allow the peace of God to rule and reign in your heart. It's powerful when you understand that there is such protection through the peace of God. And the third and final thing about the peace of God is the peace of God is incredibly, incredibly powerful. When we talk about peace, we think of power as being warfare. Power, we talk about the things of God and being powerful and things of God, we think of spiritual warfare and fighting and, and understand there's merit to that. There are times when we need to do that. But you understand, when you understand that you have called to be a carrier of the peace of God and walk in the peace of God, the peace will fight the battles for you. That you have power. Sometimes it's not just shouting and screaming. Sometimes it's saying, you know what? It's a choice to say, I'm gonna walk in the peace of God right now. I don't have to stir it up. I have authority over this in Jesus Christ's name and I'm gonna carry peace think of the story when when i had an accident i had a few near-death experiences when i was in my younger years but i had a, I had a bike accident and um and i I, landed, I i face planted onto the road split the helmet in two and crushed my face and and crushed all the upper gum and and um, knocked all my teeth out and my i had internal bleeding in my eye and crushed my nose and they said i had brain damage and uh police picked me up ambulance i went to the hospital and they went to my home and, and got my parents. My parents went down to the hospital. And I remember my mum my telling me the story. I was unconscious at the time, but my mum telling me the story of the doctor came and they, they said, look, we're gonna, we, we've got some more tests that we need to do on him. But it looks like the majority of, his, of, his, um, of his, the bones in his face have been broken and, and shattered. And they said, we're going to run some tests. It looks like he's going to have some brain damage through the hit on the left side of his, on the left side of his brain. But I remember them telling the story of, of my dad not getting worked up. He's a bit more, you know, low key in how he rolls, not getting worked up, not getting rattled. Then he just looked to the doctor and said, I want you to run those tests again. The doctor said, what are you talking about? He said, just go run those tests again for me. The doctor said, well, we've run the tests. He said, I know you've run the tests. I'm asking you if you would run those tests again for me. And then as the doctor went and the doctor left, he just started praying, just started declaring, God, I release your peace and your miracle working power over this. The doctors came back and said, Mr. Prescott, we need to apologize. It looks like that there's no breaks in his face whatsoever. There's no brain damage. There's no, he's going to be okay. We're going to take him in. We're going to operate. But it's understanding. Listen, sometimes in those moments where we want to freak out, do you know that you can pray freaked out sometimes? How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, glory, Lord Jesus. You never prayed, so you never spoken in tongues so fast in all your life. We're freaking out. We ever plead the blood. of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Don't talk to me. I'm praying, Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for peace. I oh, thank you for healing. I oh, thank you thank you. I bind you, Satan, get behind me, get under my foot, I bind you up, I curse you out. We do so many things to the devil, bind him up, throw him down, curse him out. We're freaking, but but listen, the motivation of the prayer is not faith, it's fear. It's fear of what will happen now if I don't pray and if I don't declare. And if I... Sometimes you've got to say, you know what? I'll release your peace now in Jesus' name. This faith, listen, that's what Jesus got up to. How much faith was there? He's not freaking out in the storm. He's sleeping. But there is so much power in the peace of God. When you get and you look at that bank account and you've got bills coming in and you need the business to grow and you say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this. God, I thank you for your peace right now in Jesus' name. And I release peace. over. Listen, it's powerful when you release peace over your family, peace over your marriage. There is protection. There is covering through the peace of God. The peace of God will also guard you. Listen, it'll guard your heart from sin. The Bible says in James 3.18, Now the fruit of righteousness, look at this, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Peace in your life, the peace of God in your life will produce righteousness. When you know what it is to walk and carry the peace of God, it's not the absence of trouble, it's the presence of God in the midst of trouble. What situations are you facing in your life right now that you're dealing with, that you're wrestling with, that you need to receive and walk in the peace of God over your situation? To manufacture peace in your heart over every situation that you walk through. It's powerful when we make that choice. Declare peace over your mind. Over your thinking I, that's what I was doing before I do it over my own mind every day, Lord, I declare a covering over my mind, I command every thought to come in line with the word of God that I'm not going to allow stress and turmoil and anxiety i'm going to release and re- i'm going to receive and release the peace of God over my life. I want to give you this real quickly because I saw this in Philippians four verse four to seven, and then I'm going to close. It says this, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Do you know that there is nothing, absolutely nothing in your life that's worth you being anxious over? Some of you think, oh, but some of you, your first thought was, but you don't know what's going on here. We're so wired that way. Bible says, be be anxious for nothing. I'm not going to be anxious about it. But look, anxious for nothing in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And. Which means that what Paul is saying, those first few verses set you up. If you walk in those first few verses, it'll release the peace of God in your life. If we're going to break down those verses from verse 4 all the way through to verse 7, Rejoice in the Lord, that's praise. Let your gentleness be known to all men. That's, well, that's patience. It's walking in patience. And verse 6, be anxious for nothing, pray and, everything. and that's walking in prayer. How do you release, how do you walk in a greater level of God's peace in your life is praise, have patience and don't stop praying. That's the Bible. That's right there. That's the Bible. That's, I mean, that works good because they all start with P, but that's just me. Praise, walk in patience and don't stop praying. you will will experience the peace of God in your heart. doesn't mean sometimes the situation may not turn around. But if you don't know what it is to carry the peace of God, you will not be able to command it. See, Jesus was able. He carried the peace of God before he declared peace over the storm. Jesus was operating in peace when he was sleeping in the boat. But you cannot command what you do not carry. Are we carriers? You know what it is to carry the peace of God to walk in it, to walk in peace in your life every single day. Listen, it is so so powerful when you begin that day. I do it every single day over my life. Declare the fruits of my uh, fruits of the Spirit over my life: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. The third one is the peace of God, and I wanted to this morning to share this word with you and declare this over you. Some of you, you're facing situations. What it it does is peace helps to settle things, helps to bring things in order. Sometimes the enemy, the Bible says that, that God is not the author of confusion. And sometimes it's a strategy of the enemy to bring confusion and scatteredness. And when you release peace, it brings things into line, brings things into order. And I declare it now in Jesus' name over every home, over every family situation that you're facing right now in your homes, in your families. I release and I declare the peace of God. And I bind the author of confusion. I bind it now in Jesus' name. And I declare that God is not the author of confusion. Some of you are trying to work it out. How are we going to get this paid? How is the business going to do this? How am I going to do that? How are we going to walk through that? I, I come against that now in Jesus' name. I come against that confusion and that stress and that anxiety and that worry. And I release, I release the peace of God in Jesus Christ's name. I release it over people's minds. Some of you, it's difficult to sleep at night. Because there's the worry and that's the concern and that's how is everything going to work out? I declare your peace and I come against all fear now in Jesus' name. And I bind it and I declare over your mind and your thinking that he has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And we declare it now in Jesus Christ's name. I want every person in this room to stand to your feet right across this room.